doesn't matter to me. Um, it, was, <laughs> it was funny yeah. for sure. I'm recording, oh, okay. by the way. It was it was funny. Um, and uh, I mean, it's Keegan's fault. Mm-hmm. It's fucking Keegan Bradford from Camp Trash at mm-hmm. Forensia Mom's fault. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I thought my statement was not that controversial. I really did not think it was that bad. First of all, some people I want to thank for coming to my defense <laughs> in Green Day being the most embarrassing band. Danielle, Danielle Chalosky. Mm-hmm. Thank you, my friend Danielle, for doing that for me. Um, I think she was the only one. <laughs> so, well, no, um, thanks, Danielle. Uh, Keegan agreed with us. The Green Day was more embarrassing? Mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought Keegan was saying that Fall Out Boy was the most embarrassing. No, Keegan was like, uh, entertaining arguments that other people had that Fall Out Boy was more embarrassing, but there was one person who tweeted, uh, if you don't know where, what we're talking about, first of all, welcome back to the St. Asinus Podcast. We should give context. Yeah. I am one of your hosts, Dawson, he, him pronouns. I am your other host, Carson, he, him pronouns. Holy crap. And uh, Holy crap, Lois. What we're talking about is um, we had a funny Twitter moment uh, where... Keegan uh, of the band Camp Trash at Franzia Mom on Twitter uh, kind of swags out on that website semi-frequently. Yeah. Um, Keegan's my friend, but uh, might have like the worst takes on the internet, <laughs> like potentially. I've never met Keegan, so oh, yeah. Carson almost fell over. I'm fine. Uh, I've never met Keegan, so well, I think I think I bought a record from Keegan because I saw Camp Trash at the. Uh, um, uh, Edamara split yeah. release show, which was also Weather Day's first show, which was crazy. Interesting. Um, uh, I had a good time at that show, but I think I bought a record from Keegan, uh, which I doubt he remembers. But you know, that's how the cookie crumbles. Yeah. Well, Keegan's a listener of the pod now, so hi, Keegan. Smile. Hi, bitch. I like your band. <laughs> yeah, I like your band too, Keegan. Um, but Keegan was inspired by our podcast when we brought up how there is a battle for being the most embarrassing band between fallout boy weezer and green day the hella mega tour package the yes, hella mega tour course. package and we both we did agreed, not include the interrupters on there <laughs> no yeah or falling in reverse um were they on the hella mega tour no but they're embarrassing oh true yeah uh but we both agreed Carson and I both agreed that Green Day was the most embarrassing of the three bands. And yeah. Keegan was like, that's funny. I'm going to yeah. put a funny little Twitter poll. And he tweeted out, inspired by... Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to fall. It's fine. <laughs> inspired by uh, the, dreaded, the wheel, dreaded Wheel, our Twitter yeah. handle. Which of these bands, assuming that all three of them have put out great music, do you think is the most embarrassing? And yeah. uh, Green Day lost hard. Green Day came in dead last, which I think I believe Fallout Boy was first, followed closely behind by Weezer, and then very closely behind Green Weezer, Day was yes. dead last, which I disagree with, uh, as mm-hmm. we've gotten into, yeah. on, which we got into on the last episode. Yes, yes. Um, but uh, as I was saying earlier, uh, Andrew Unterberger. I really Andrew hope I, Unterberger. Yeah. I really hope I'm pronouncing that Andrew, correctly. Andrew, yes. Uh, who is the deputy editor at Billboard, tweeted, Green Day is going to finish third in this by a considerable distance, but <laughs> for my money... the deputy editor of Billboard in our mentions? 
Yeah. <laughs> That's so fucking stupid. All yeah. right. <laughs> Honestly, like, I, I Andrew tweet Andrew was very involved in this discussion. Yes. Like yes. tweeting a fuck ton about this, and honestly, uh, he had great takes throughout the yeah. whole thing. But um, like off rip, he tweeted, "Green Day is going to finish third in this by a considerable distance." For but for my money, they are very easy number one. Yeah. Um, and, Hell yeah, uh, Andrew Keegan responded to that saying this is my stance 100 percent or something like that oh yeah that's right yeah also todd in the shadows was uh in this discussion yeah that's insane which was crazy to me he did not respond to me asking him to come on the show i didn't expect him to <laughs> however we may have another special guest coming on for when we spin for a particular song Ooh, whatever that is i haven't even told you about it actually nope i don't yeah. know what you're talking about oh just told Dawson. Carson the... just told me. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude. That's not... I'm not going to be able to process that for a minute. I, I hope it happens. I really I hope it happens, too. That would be yeah, super that cool. That would be dope. Um, um, but in case it doesn't, we're not going to say who. Exactly. Or that's why. I, that's why I didn't mention it. That's why I didn't mention it. But yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, this sparked a fucking big ass discussion uh 66 replies under the initial tweet which for a little baby ass account like ours with 131 followers which this yeah. did get us like this 20 did, followers this did get us a good amount of followers and a good amount of like reviews mm -hmm. like, we shot up to like 40 reviews on spotify really yeah Golly. we're still maintaining that five stars baby we got perfect yeah. five stars yeah. keep giving us it's five the perfect stars. time for us to launch the patreon yeah <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm, yes. but it was honestly a lot of fun seeing everybody's uh, takes on, on this subject uh, because there are good reasons for all three of these bands being the most embarrassing of the three. A hundred percent, yes. And everyone brought up all of them. But yeah. it was curtains because like, people would bring up a good reason for Fallout Boy and I was like, yeah, I kind of see that. People would bring yeah. up a good reason for Weezer and I was like, yeah, I kind of see that. And then somebody tweeted that billboard that Green Day did in promotion of Father of All, which was like, yeah. no trap beats, no Swedish songwriters, 100% pure uncut cock or whatever. Cut, and I was like, uncut rock, I think. Uncut yeah. rock. It may have been uncut cock. It was not uncut know. cock, but that, yeah, that's funny. It is funnier that way, yeah. Um, and that sealed it for me. Like, I already thought Green Day was the most embarrassing, but I forgot they did that. And they also did the American yeah. Idiot fucking musical. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> those. Yeah, I'm right. Like, I'm fucking right. Like, did Maddie chime in at all on this? I don't think so. I feel like maybe. No, I think I think she quote, she, quote, re, quote retweeted it with a with a TikTok, right? Go oh on, yeah go on that bitch line god, made six six sixes god that i hated watching that yeah TikTok. it hurts that guy's account is mostly him doing shit like that and it is it's, it's uh it, it let me let me look at the at of the person who did it because they deserve uh kyle gordon is great on tiktok um shout out shout out that guy he perfectly encapsulates the theater kid energy in a way that is so remarkable to me because um the tiktok itself is of of kyle acting out different green day lyrics in like the context of an imaginary musical 
and every single yeah. one of them is top tier cringe. Yeah, it's bad. It's art. It is. It sucks. Pure art, and um, it's like I knew so many people like that. Yeah, I went yeah. to a Christian theater homeschool co-op. God, that's so awesome. And I, knew- I mean, I also went to like a school that was like exclusively for pale kids. Mm-hmm. You know, um, exclusively for people who, if they went outside in the sun, uh, yeah, they would they would explode, catch fire, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but. Golly. Embarrassing ass band yeah. Green Day. Yeah, and like I feel like Weezer definitely has these like dips in quality, which uh, did you see that article that came out yesterday that was like everyone was talking about their like five yeah. favorite Weezer songs? Keegan's Can, picks confused me. <laughs> uh I mostly agreed with Keegan. I just what, really wait. Hate, what were Keegan's peaks again? Peaks uh, again. Keegan had "Freak Me Out" in there, which I cannot stand. Oh, that song sucks. Yeah, yeah. Keegan, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I liked Keegan's other picks though. For some reason, I forgot "Freak Me Out" was in there, but like "Pool Kids" was in there, mm-hmm. and like I get it. Like I play in a stupid heavy band, and like we I play breakdowns. Like no one's wondering my opinions on Weezer, you know. But in case you're wondering, uh, number one, My Name is Jonas. That's like the best song ever written. Mm-hmm. Number two, Say It Ain't So, another one of the best songs ever written. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, you're not, even, you're not even fucking ready for this. Thank God for girls. <laughs> that song's incredible. That song yeah. is so crazy. It's a good song. Um, uh, number four, uh, Burnt, Burnt Jam mm-hmm. uh, off Maladroit. What a good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five. Uh, uh, you're you're not even fucking ready for this shit. You have no idea what's about to happen. You have no idea what's about to happen right now. Pork and beans, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) What a good song. I don't have a Weezer top five because... uh, Uh, Can I I talk about this? Yeah, what's up? I think think we're about to be in a Weezer upswing. How do you mean? I think they're about to be back on top, Dawson. What gives you that impression? I don't know, man. It's just like... Are you, you're just getting a feeling in the wind. Number one, they lost the poll that that Keegan put up, mm-hmm. which Weezer is the fucking internet's punching bag. Mm-hmm. Like beyond rock, rock uh, journalism's punching bag. There's a fucking SNL sketch about like how loving Weezer is fucking dorky. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't come in last. In the in the poll that at Franzia Mom posted, um, bunch of hip new musicians just talked about their top five tracks from them. Mm-hmm. People are defending El Scorcho. <laughs> they're Which, back. I feel like they're back. El Scorcho is a good song. El Scorcho is a great song, but like, I don't know. I haven't heard people talk about that song with like reverie. Mm-hmm. Uh, in is that the right word, reverie? Reverence. I think. Reverence. I think reverie uh, is just having a good old time. Oh, is it? Interesting. Um, we need we need a separate podcast about words <laughs> and how to use them. Um, Up next on this episode, Doritos. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Weezer. Uh, like I just I haven't heard people talk about El Scorcho like it's a great song in fucking ten years. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like their next album, they got a hit. 
like as long as they play their cards right, I feel like they're going to be back on top again. Yeah, I feel like they're definitely in more of a position to do that now than they have been in a while. For sure. Because yeah. um, like the, the Seasons series of EPs they put out, it, which by the way, if that was put out as four albums, it would have been a disaster. But it's four EPs. It's four you EPs. liked them. Have not listened to them. Oh, okay. Um, but maybe I that's do what, know that... Maybe that's thrown on the matey listen oh, wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I do know in regards to to those EPs that as they came out, each one was like successively better received. Interesting. Um, and uh, Van Weezer wasn't panned. Uh, okay. Human was very well received yeah. because it's a very good album. There's one um, song on Van Weezer that I think is like such a killer. I so good. didn't like that album. That's fine. But I'm not, it, that's fine. I'm not really like the majority opinion me, on that me, one this time. I'm cool. Okay. I'm normal, dude. <laughs> I'm so normal right now. I'm not squinting. So I'm literally like so normal cry. right now. <laughs> um, no, there's one song on Van Weezer though that like destroys. I forget which one. I don't know. So maybe it doesn't destroy that hard. <laughs> okay, humans good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go back to that like more than I expect to ever. Yeah. It's... Apple Music makes Okay Human sound great. Yeah. If you want to yeah. listen to Okay Human in like top quality, the vinyl sounds even better. Oh, for real? Yeah. Well, like if you let's have get a... that vinyl going, everybody. Yeah. How about <laughs> you subscribe to the Patreon so everybody I can buy get that Weezer vinyl, vinyl going? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone spin it right now. Everyone, uh, yeah. We should be the first podcast to be printed on vinyl. Just one episode. <laughs> <laughs> one episode gets printed, and it's vinyl. a double LP. <laughs> it would have to be. <laughs> so I think our shortest episode is the only one that can fit on a single. Which I think the shortest we've done is like 39 minutes for, I think, yeah. a uh, Pax Am song. Was We Didn't Start the Fire shorter? But nobody wants that on vinyl. No. Yeah. No. You um, guys probably want this episode on vinyl. Who knows? I don't know yet. Because today, we recording it. we're talking about She's My Winona. So true. Here's a snippet of it. And it's over. Oh, man. I was going to let it ride. <laughs> I, I know we legally can't, but I was going to let it ride. Um, Goddamn. What a, what a track. What a track. Goddamn. Uh, we, should, we should bring this up just in general Fallout Boy news. Um, uh, they played 27 live for the first time I'm gonna two nights ago. Myself. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's so yeah, over. <laughs> it's so over. We're so done. It's so over. Guys, this is the last episode of the podcast. Yeah. Do you think you're going to go? I don't have the money. <laughs> Subscribe to the Patreon. Subscribe, yeah. Maybe so Carson and I can so go to the Fall Out Boy podcast. Well, I was going to go to Charlotte, but my plans got all fucked up. So Damn. I had to start working a, a job again. Fucked up. To make some ends meet. Ends. Fucked up. Luckily... Already like in a position that I'm I've never been in before, so that's nice. But uh yeah. Yeah. Can't go to the Charlotte show anymore. And I'll yeah. be in England when I'll be I'll I'll be in my city. Uh <laughs> <laughs> when uh when they are in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So speaking I of- bet you could find s- someone we know has tickets. I don't know. Someone we know has tickets. I don't I'm not going to look into it too hard because yeah. I feel like I'll just get sad. 
But, you know, speaking of tour, uh, yeah. Carson's about to go on tour, which is why I we're am. backlogging. Yeah. We are backlogging four episodes. That is correct. Um, yeah. Two normal episodes, one, uh, two, two normal episodes, two of a new series that's going to be Patreon exclusive after those two. Um, and I'm also going on tour. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've talked about it here yet because it wasn't announced yet. Well, we already played the clip of She's My Winona. Do you want to say this for the end or do you want to? talk about the tour it's not gonna take long okay yeah yeah yeah. you uh, announced the tour your first like real tour too yeah yeah uh we are playing uh right now we've announced six shows but it's sure. probably getting expanded to, oh, i can't count One, seven two eight three four five six so six, six okay shows, yeah it's probably getting expanded to eight word um, yeah which is cool but we are playing uh, Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, and one other secret funny state that hasn't been announced yet for the okay. very first time. Nice, nice. Um, but uh, there will be a moment on both of these tours where we will both be gone. So, yes, yeah. Is so, that the first time that this has happened? I think like, so. Because yeah. um, uh, Bummer kind of intersected on tour. Yeah. The one time. Our yeah. first tour happened, um, like, our first day was your last day. Yeah. So that doesn't really count. But, like, yeah. this time we'll be um, on tour in different places mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. Which is we are going to, like, serious lengths to make this podcast work, folks. Like, yeah. we really are. Um, and I'm not, like, saying, like, you better donate to the fucking Patreon. <laughs> but, like, we're both in two bands that are, like not hobbies so like (laughs) we were both in two bands that we were trying to make our day jobs so like and you know hopefully uh you know one day one day we can make them our day jobs and you know uh have our fun silly little podcast but at the moment shit is tough Mm -hmm. shit is rough but But um that's just a theory so a game a game theory back to the song well no, no no i wanted to ask you like so it's going to be your longest run of shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the question, how do you feel, is the wrong question. Um, does the number eight, like, seem daunting? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just because um, up until this point, the most amount of shows we've played in one month is four. Damn. Um. What's the most you played in Succession? Three? In Succession, uh, two. That's right. Yeah. Damn. Two shows in Succession. Um, well, no, we've only played uh, three shows in one month before. Okay. So now we're jumping from three to eight. Um, but this time we will be playing... Uh, the, 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 it's kind of broken up, but it's... Um, it's still like all throughout the month of August. Yeah. Um, we have a like a show in Atlanta on the second, Knoxville the third, Hattiesburg on the fifth, Athens on the seventh, uh, Birmingham on the seventeenth. Um, and if we land these two bookings, we will have two shows both of those days afterwards. Nice. And then Atlanta again on the thirtieth. Um, oh, okay. Word. So, um, you know, it's still not like. We haven't gotten to the point where we're playing a week straight of yeah one show yeah. a day. 
mm-hmm. which I would like to at some point. Yeah. But, you know, I guess it's good to work up to that. It's tough to, like... <sighs> so our first one was four days, was four shows, and they were all in a row. Mm-hmm. And then our second one was, I think, five, and we maybe had a day off somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then our, like, third real one was, like, nine i think um and like the rhythm that you get into like like once you hit more than you've ever done before you're just like this is so hard and then like the rhythm that you get into once like nine hits you're like oh i could do more (laughs) (laughs) um and obviously like uh it is hard but like I don't know. It's it's good to ramp up like that. I mean, like I see a lot of bands that have like never toured before just like instantly like Tracheotomy like just did like <laughs> I think like 20 days Jesus like when Christ. they had never when they had never really toured that much. Like I think the most that they had done was like like little 3 or 4 day runs or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they handled it really really well, but like it was like being thrown into the fire. So like ramping up like that is always like I feel like a very good idea. Yeah. And like honestly, us starting with 4 was like so fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. Like it was like that was back when we thought we could probably like only get away with that. And then like once we did 5, it was like you know, and we were playing shows on like a fucking Thursday night somewhere mm-hmm. because that was the reality of like doing four is we were like, we're too afraid to play on a weeknight. Yeah. Like let's, you know, let's go play exclusively weekends. Um, and oh, well maybe we did play a Thursday show, but like the, like five was like, we're playing on a Wednesday night. We're beginning this tour on a Wednesday night and mm-hmm. it's good. And it, like, it's going really well. Um, and, uh, same for fucking like, uh, you know, when, when Die on Mars came out, like when we were like, we toured for over a week for the first time, it was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, I think after that you can kind of just throw yourself into doing more than that. Yeah. You know, we're probably going to go on another tour once the album comes out. Yeah. Um, whenever that happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like. That's the that's the cool thing about it is like until that happens you can still keep doing shit like this and it's like ooh what are we, what are we doing here ooh, ooh what's going on yeah wow we went from nine to nineteen I think like nine being our longest to like nineteen mm. being our longest and then I mean we beat it with the drugs tour because the drugs tour was fucking thirty golly yeah it's a lot mm. uh. We just routed one because, like, we're planning to do a headliner next year, like, like a full U.S. headliner next year. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, like, listed off all the cities that I, like, wanted to play. And it was it ended up being, like, 41 shows. And oh I was like, God. cool, eight-week tour. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go insane. Let's go fricko mode. Um, all right. She's my Winona. Yep. Back to it. Back to it. Um, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh. Do you think this is weird in the track listing? It certainly changes the vibe of fully I haven't really fully thought ado. about it because, like, most of the times that I listen to this song, it's in the context of the album. So, like, I'm expecting it to come right after I don't care. Of course, yeah, yeah. So I've never really considered, like, oh, is it weird in this track list? To me, it's 
a restarting of the momentum. Because mm-hmm. up until that song, nothing has been that fast yet. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, Disloyal Order is like kind of this like big, grand, and I wouldn't call it slow necessarily, but it's it like ends on that big halftime thing. Yeah. And then I Don't Care is like sort of this like head bobber thing. Mm-hmm. And then this, you're just instantly into the breakbeat, you know? Yeah. And um, I think the way this song is produced is so interesting and so uh it's so bare bones but there's something so fucking cool about it Mm -hmm. um keegan brought something up to me when we were talking about the song that he wants to do when he comes on he wants to do the song that features the guy from newfound glory Mm. because the point that keegan brought up and we'll get into it more when keegan's on is like fallout boy was so hard to emulate Mm -hmm. when newfound glory was very easy to emulate um this has got to be one of the most unique songs this band ever made. And there's nothing terribly special going on with it. Mm-hmm. It's just four dudes writing a really fucking good song. Yeah. Um, that guitar line that it opens with the... Mm-hmm. Up until that point, Fall Out Boy had never done like a guitar line like that. Like mm-hmm. a guitar... Like that like high-end chord thing that they do where you know he's kind of doing this like almost like funk strumming Mm -hmm. so fucking cool um and uh there's like a tambourine in the chorus like there's nothing like revolutionary going on but it's so fucking good it's just all of these um like if you take these elements in isolation they're nothing special but then you put them all together and all of that combined just like yeah creates this yeah weird ass like fucking anomaly in their track list that still yeah it just works it's it's um and i have very similar feelings to like uh 27 that i have to this song where it's like to me if this wasn't on the album like i think it would still be a great album but also like it would not be perfect mm-hmm. like the fact that this song is what comes after one of the biggest songs they've ever made. Uh, not not like biggest is in popularity, but one of the like grandest songs. And then also the lead single. Like the fact that it's just like one, two like that is so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it really, really clues you into like, oh, this is going to be something really special. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, give me give me more of your thoughts. I'm talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's okay. Um this song is like something about like just right when it starts off with those like just two muted guitar strokes i'm like yeah let's fucking go yeah like it just for some reason like it's such a small thing but it sets the mood so immediately yeah Yeah. um and also pete's bass tone in this song oh it's so good so good it's so good <laughs> like and, the first and it doesn't time it come hits, back at all on the record <laughs> nope which is so sad but the first time yeah. it hits and he does a, a little a little, a little slide yeah, i'm like awesome. yeah, yeah 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 this shit rocks dude and like it has a fucking the the, the first actual words on this song um are so crazy yeah i mean i i um that that is the primary thing that i want to highlight in this discussion is like yes all these elements are so good um but they are tied together by 
maybe the best lyrics we've had on this show so far. Maybe. Um, maybe. I all I want to do is talk about these fucking lyrics. Yeah. Whereas last week I was like, you'd have to shoot me to talk about these <laughs> lyrics. Uh, <laughs> like these are like. So like, I would call the OOs, um, in the beginning. Uh, I wouldn't. Would you call that a millennial woe? Um, it's a precursor to it for sure. I don't know, only because that term is like, it's it's more of a you know it when you hear it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and like sort of a tipper gore situation. This yeah. feels more like a a pop punk woe oh kind of thing rather than a millennial. Not, not even though it feels like a. It's like closer to like a doo-wop song or something like that like it's like yeah kind of it's closer to like a, um like you know how when come on eileen starts and you instantly know that it's come on eileen mm-hmm. that's how i feel about this that is how i feel about the oh in the beginning of this yeah is like uh it's like it feels like it should have been iconic which yeah. we do need to talk about how I don't know how this isn't a fucking classic Fallout Boy song. I would call it unfuckwithable, but it's I mean they haven't played it in so long. Mm-hmm. So, uh but yeah, anyway, let's talk about the actual words. God damn. It's the fucking thing starts out with life's just a pace car on death, only less diligent, and when the two collide it's no coincidence the lights are on and everybody's home. Brother. Whoa. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> um, yeah, what do you decode that as? Like, There's so much to unpack there. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I, I get from life's just a pace car and death, only less diligent. Um, being as, like, life and death are sort of the same thing, except life takes longer. Yeah. Like, death is something, it's very immediate. Um, and so, in that sense, life is less diligent than it. Yes, yeah, um, that was my read on it as well. And then when the two collide, it's no coincidence the lights are on and everybody's home. Um, I guess to me that kind of reads as like uh, death is like an unexpected thing. Like you're not really prepared for it um, or like, uh, or it could be the other thing that uh, it is an expected thing that it's inevitability is... Uh, part of what makes it what it is because uh, like the lights are on and everybody being home is kind of like oh everyone's yeah prepped for it or nobody is out and about and they're all just mm-hmm. relaxing where they're feeling yeah. safest yeah the lights are on and everybody's home kind of reads to me as like a as like a deathbed thing mm-hmm. more than anything is like uh you know regardless of the time of which you die, like the lights are on at everybody's home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, everybody, everybody is back to, to see you off in a, in a way. Um, the only thing suicidal here is the door. We had a good run. Even I, I have to admit life's just a pace car on death, only less diligent. Um, there's something about that line being the bookend of this very short verse that is like it just it, it I, the the phrase i'm i'm looking for isn't it hits it home but it's just like a it's a little reminder of just like remember that shit i remember that cold shit i said <laughs> 5 seconds ago <laughs> here, here it is, it is again, again. <laughs> <laughs> um 
my my read on the only thing suicidal here is the door. Um that that's one I can't really quite put my finger on. Uh the only thing I can connect it to is uh the line in, in West Coast Smoker that don't feel bad for the suicidal cast thing, but I don't think they're connected. I it's think just the same word being used on the same album. Yeah. No. This I think this line to me reads uh like um I'm not going to it, it's kind of like a response to people concerned about the character of this song and like their health or them uh-huh. going to die or whatever. It's like I'm not going to kill myself because I have a fancy ass car. <laughs> right, sure. Like sure. this cut uh, the only thing suicidal here is the door reference to a um suicide doors. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. I'm dumb as hell. And uh so it's like I'm not going to kill myself because look at my car. Yeah. Um which, you know, if that's not it, yeah. that's just a hard-ass line. <laughs> it is a hard-ass line. Um, we had a good run, even I have to admit. Uh, it was like, it, it's reminding me of a lot of the lyrics that we're hearing nowadays with so much for Stardust, where it's like, they really did think this was over for them. Like, yeah. they really did think, like, despite having, like, a huge fucking record before this, like, they totally thought like yeah it's over like like we're just doing this album because we don't know what else to do yeah but like we're gonna do this and it's going to be over for us it's just so interesting to look at the parallels between this and so much for stardust and just have so much for stardust be like this like it it really is like a a interesting reflection Mm -hmm. on uh on this record so it's like a um, triumphant return, but is also about much of the yeah. same stuff. Um, you want to get into the chorus? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hell or glory, I don't want anything in between. Then came a baby boy with long eyelashes, and daddy said, you got to show the world the thunder. I mean... The baby boy is Pete Wentz, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> He's he got beautiful long eyelashes. He is... <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that hell or glory. I don't want anything in between. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of reminiscent of like, uh, you know, you die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's better uh, to burn than to fade away. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that like with the age that they're at now, the age of the band, I should say, and, and them as people, cause they're almost 40 year old men at this point. But uh, or maybe they are a 40-year-old man. I don't know how no old idea. they are. Anyway, um, Hell or Glory, they have experienced both on such extreme levels. And really, at this point, it's a perception thing. You mm-hmm. know, uh, you know, we just talked about, uh, you know, the the Twitter poll. It was like, to, to some people, they have never been glorious or their fall from glory was a long time ago and they can't see anything redeeming about it. Um, which, you know, it's, it's funny. It's funny that this line says hell or glory. I don't want anything in between. That truthfully is the position that they were in then mm-hmm. and are in now. I it's, don't think they've ever not been in that position. You know... Like, I feel like there was a time where everybody liked this band. Yeah. Because uh, a- after that poll, um, after that poll, I really was thinking about it of like, there was a time where like everyone was kind of on their side. 
And I think that time was when they were throwing breakdowns into pop rock songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it gets a little muddy. Yeah. Um, which, you know, whatever. Uh, but there, I feel like first two albums, it, it, I think everybody's kind of on their side. Yeah. And then like maybe too many teenage girls start liking them and the hardcore guys are like, uh, uh-uh, I don't fuck with this shit. Teenage girls like this band. Well, now I hate them. Sadie, what are you doing, baby? Sadie wants pets. She does want pets. Hello, Sadie. Sorry. Do you know what a podcast is? I don't think Sadie Dog. does anything. She crazy. I don't know if there's any um here. Do you have yeah. anything to say? <laughs> and we got one little nose. Um, which is which is cool. Um Yeah. I I mean it's such a simple chorus, but it's it's so well done. It's so well done. It's, it's a so perfect well little thing. And I also read Heller Glory, I don't want anything in between as like the preferred circumstances of the band's death. Yeah. Like, I either want to go out on top or as the most hated fucking band in the world. Which they will be. Mm-hmm. In, but it's, it's all depending on perception. You yeah. know? Yeah. Because they eventually will end, as everything does. <laughs> uh, verse two. Uh, this is the first time we've done this where we've like just like gone through the whole lyrics. I think so. I think this song deserves it. I think this song deserves it. Uh, when I re-listened to this, the couple times that I did before we recorded this, it was all like full-on lyric read-throughs. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't do that because I was driving. But you, know, you I were was, driving. I was thinking about yeah. it. Uh, verse two: We didn't come to compete. This is a demonstration. Even the young ones become irrelevant. They always bring up how you've changed. Still on that same perception grind. Still on that same perception grind. Um, even the young ones become irrelevant. Feels like it's a little big dick Johnson over it here. It kind of <laughs> is. Like it is. Like um, <laughs> it is very interesting. Uh, how like. They are just like, yeah, we're being imitated in this way that is like simultaneously like cool and not cool because like, you know, there are bands that are aping our older sound and being like, being like, oh, we're like old Fallout Boy. Like, I remember that happening around this time, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like that would that started happening when i first started playing shows is like mm-hmm. bands would be like oh yeah well we're nothing like like new fallout boy we're like the good stuff we're like we're like uh take this to your grave era which like no you're fucking not like, <laughs> you never like are <laughs> you never will be <laughs> um uh and fallout boys verified annotation right here uh everyone always brings up how you've changed in life as an artist as a person but the truth is we are all changing all the time. I can't even begin to explain how I have adapted. Seems strange that she, seems strange to expect that people wouldn't change. This line is also meant to be a direct contrast to a line in the takeover, the breaks over, which I assume is seasons change, but people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see how that connects exactly, but uh, I, I, for some reason, the big dicking on this song is... It works. Yeah. It works really well. Because they're right. 
They're um, kind of right. Yeah, and like, I mean, it is a demonstration. It is like a, it is like a. We are not your competition. We are your blueprint. Yeah, and you could do this if you wanted to, but like you have to, you have to be this fucking good. And back when this song was released, this was true. <laughs> they were the blueprint for must much pop punk. Oh yeah. What do you uh what do you make of this never the same person when I go to sleep as when I wake up line? Uh maybe more reinforcement of how like that people bring up that I've changed but I'm changing constantly. Um that that's my initial read on that. Uh like rather than a, another thought, it's uh an extension of the last line. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get the same chorus again and Nothing else, really. There's not a lot of lyrics to this song. Um, bring the thunder. He said, bring the thunder. There's a key change. Yeah, there is a key change, which I... It's one of the best key changes I've ever heard in my life. It comes out of nowhere, but it works so well. It's so cool. Um, And, like... It almost doesn't come out of nowhere because, like, like the first couple of times, I don't think you really notice it mm-hmm. um, until like you're really listening to it and you're like, "Whoa, what the fuck? Wait a minute!" Um, it's better than the save rock and roll key change for sure. Well, but I yeah. think that key change is meant to be like, like stupid. Listen, you're you're comparing. You're comparing McDonald's to a steak dinner right now. Sure, yeah. You're comparing lobster to Skittles. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Um, yeah, I mean, this is one of the simplest, least wordy songs that Pete Wentz has ever written. And I think it's damn near perfect. Keep in mind, I love when he goes wordy. Mm-hmm. Where, do you think I, where do you think I get my shit from? You know? <laughs> where do you think I, I, I steal from is the wordy shit. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think this is a perfect example of just like sometimes you can just go like right down the middle and hit a fucking home run. So don't need all this fancy shit. You just don't. You just, just don't. write some bars sometimes. Sometimes the, you just yeah. have some cold motherfucking bars. <laughs> and this is crazy. And you don't have to expand on them any more than that because. No, you really don't. It's just there it is. Yeah. That's the line. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, God damn. Uh, and I like to bring up like how well this transitions into uh, America's Sweethearts. Mm-hmm. I it is like the first time on the record that you realize like that this is like a hundred percent like intentional sequencing. Yeah. Um, and it kind of revalidates the sequencing that comes before it mm-hmm. because like I don't care. Which I hate that it says fucking single version on it. That always drives me crazy. But, you know, what are you going to do? Um, I don't care being like that early in the track listing. Like, I think upon first listen, you might be like, hey, why? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I'm, I'm, I think the way that this goes into America's Sweethearts is like, oh, shit, all of this is intentional. And it's not a... And then we go here, and then we go here. It's like this next song happens because this song happened, and et cetera. You know what I mean? So, um, find that really interesting. Um, yeah, I fucking love this song. 
I fucking love this song. Banger. Anything else you got to say? I about? hardly know her. <laughs> um, God, yeah, this, this song is like, it's so good that it's like hard to bring up things to talk about because, uh-huh. like, apart yeah. from the lyrics, because like you listen to it and you're like, oh yeah, this is a fantastic fucking song. Um, yeah, I think it's placed perfectly in the track list. I agree. Yeah. Um, it like it comes in, it hits, and then perfectly tees up America's sweethearts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is just a fucking. What does the title mean? What are they talking about? Uh, I, I, you know, I was about to bring that up. I, it has to be something to do with Winona Ryder. Um, this song first appeared as the third song on Fall Out Boy's sixth album, Folly Do. Don't know what the fuck's up with that. Um, the title of the song is most likely a reference to one of two things. Firstly, Winona County is a region of Minnesota. Don't think that's it. What's Minnesota and, got to do with Fallout Boy? I don't know. But uh, the second and likelier reference is to Winona Ryder, an actress uh, which was very popular in the 90s. In a video interview, lyricist Pete Wentz told the New Musical Express cryptically that people can read what they like into certain things. So I guess Winona could be enter- any anyone for you. Winona for me is is reality, but I'm my own Winona. What, so, what was he? What was he cooking? What was he cooking? What was Pete Wentz cooking? He's at a crazy any guy. Point? He also, um, it is like, uh, hang on, let me pull up a. It is like fully verified that he left that annotation that we read earlier. The only annotation we've we've read uh, on these lyrics. There's artist annotations all over these lyrics. Yeah, which I f- that is so interesting. Um, this is also the Reddit has like a lot of musical related questions to this song. Like, um, like there's a question from 91 days ago that is about the bass drums rhythm. Mm. Um, like. Uh, in the opening verses, in the opening and verses, I swear I'm hearing the bass drum playing an offbeat quarter note triplet, which would be a crazy rhythm to just throw in your song. Um, the drum tab I found has it subdivided into sixteenths, but I still stand firm because the triplet is gonna hit a sixteenth after the beat. Um, can't make head nor tail of that, really. I, that I mean, means. I can if I think about it for a long time, but uh, I don't know. I ain't a drummer. Drummer, I hardly know her. All right, um, come on now. Also, fun thing I found. Mm-hmm. Uh, post that had slipped me by mm-hmm. somehow. Um, a post uh, from 44 days ago called uh, Fully Ado is a concept album, a comprehensive breakdown. Mm. Uh, which we will be returning to this. Uh, it's from user Huckleberry Wrong five two seven six. So thank you so much for this, uh, Huckleberry. Uh, Huckleberry Wrong. Um, uh, she's Wino- my Nona. Um, uh, there's a lot more to do with this. Uh, Disloyal Order and I Don't Care are two songs we haven't done yet. So um, I'm going to leave those out. Um, she's my Winona. If anything, she's my Winona is the date that leads to the two hooking up. There's some kind of story that this person is weaving here, and I respect them just so much for it. Yeah. Um, 
I think we'll probably dive into this more when Disloyal Order comes up. But uh, yeah, I very, like very impressive this, stuff from the Reddit on this one. I feel like this album, like, it kind of leaves the door open for somebody to come up with a concept for it, especially with the the title being what it is, being French for The Madness of Two. Yeah. Um. So I feel like if somebody takes that literally and is like, oh, this is about two people, like, you know... uh can't really blame him for it i don't agree because it's um much most of the songs are definitely about the band and and their success and how they view it yes yeah um with the like the madness of two those two probably being fucking like fallout boy the people and fallout boy the band yeah for Um, sure that's definitely what it feels like. I, I think the easy read is to maybe go like, oh, it's about Patrick and Pete, but I just don't think that that's This the is a love story case. between Patrick Stump and Pete. That's what Wentz. people want, Dawson. People want that shit the so The people bad. want them to kiss. They haven't played this song since September 19th, 2009, but I have a feeling that... Uh, Might change. <laughs> yeah, I feel like by the time we record the next episode, that will be uh, different. So, um, Fucked up. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's funny how a song can be so good that we have very little say about it. Um, do you want to rank this thing, or is there anything else you wanted to go over? How long have we been going? We've been going for a good amount of time, bro. Uh, we've been going for uh, almost an hour. We almost did on it. this episode. On this episode. Oh yes. wow, yeah. um, that's more. That's less than I, more than I thought it was. Yeah, Oopie. yeah, yeah. I don't know how to speak words. Uh, yeah, this song rocks and rolls i'm yeah i'm trying to i'm still like deciding on my ranking of it i have mine all right what is this it? is an easy 10 for me there's nothing wrong with this song straight right down the plate a uh, perfect song um i think this is also a 10 because i think you could show this to anyone who maybe is or isn't a fallout boy fan uh and like they would just be like this is a fucking great song mm-hmm. um and I think it's so catchy that, like, which if someone disliked this song, holy fucking shit, what is wrong with you, number one. Number two, like, it is still catchy enough to where you would go play it again. Yeah. Um, it's got all the qualities I like in a Fall Out Boy song. It's so simple. It might be their simplest song. And uh, I think it's perfect. Um, I, have, I have no issues with it at all. Yeah, I'm 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 over here trying to think of any reason why I wouldn't give it a ten. Um, but I think the reason is just uh, strong nine, I guess. <laughs> strong nine, yeah, strong I don't know. Nine. That's that's, like, that's totally some, fine. Sometimes totally valid. Yeah, I mean, sometimes there's a song where there's nothing wrong with it, and it still just doesn't. Strong nine's kind of Fantana's thing. What about hard nine? Uh, sexually charged. Mm. Uh, I'm fine with ripping off Fantano okay. on, on yeah, this, yeah, on yeah, this right. aspect. Right. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, um, the song rocks. It's, uh, it's so dope. Don't let me not giving it a 10, uh, make you think that, uh, I like this any less because it is utterly phenomenal. It's great. Yes. Um, shout out. My friend Ryan, listener of the pod, who texted me the other day and said, I, I listened to Foley again. I think I'm starting to get it. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. I've gotten a couple of those texts, too. 
We're doing God's work. My sister uh, has always been uh, a bit of a, a bit of an infinity on high head, mm-hmm. and uh, I think the mission of this podcast might be to convert her onto onto our side. Mm. Um, she still hasn't listened to an episode yet, though. So that's kind of my white whale at the moment is is grace and pace uh, becoming a foley head. You know, I think we can do it. I think we can do it. All right. Uh, anything we gotta do? Any anything we have to acknowledge? We basically talked about the Twitter thing already. Any, any like, like any corrections? Any corrections or notes on any of the past no. episodes have been completely lost in our notifications. Yep. Yep. Sorry about that, folks. So if you had something, uh, send it again, I guess, because I missed it entirely. Yeah. Um. Or if you had something, we'll try this on for a side. You had something. Uh, why don't you suck my fucking dick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you had something. Uh, no, you didn't. We're never nobody, wrong. Nobody liked my Oppenheimer tweet. Uh, yeah, I saw that you <laughs> tweeted that and then immediately retweeted it from the Dowboys account. <laughs> I was like, damn, Carson believes in this one. <laughs> I don't know what my problem was. I just thought it was so funny. I saw that. I, I, I just saw suddenly pop up on my phone retweeted by the callous cowboys <laughs> and then a tweet that I did not recognize. And I was like, what is going on here? I was just giggling to myself so much <laughs> about like Oppenheimer had having to like put together a team. What, and like one the of the people that he gets is Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Dr. Oppenheimer, meet, meet Dr. Dr. Pepper. Pepper. See, it's funny. It's All so right, dumb. whatever. It's so stupid. Anyway. Where is this damn song? This damn song. What's this, this one called again? She's my one. No, no. I'm... Uh, well, Carson's figuring out the wheel. Yeah, why don't you roll out that carpet? Thank you for listening. Uh, if you are listening, if you're not listening and you're still hearing me, I'm in your walls. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that was dumb. There was there was something um, about that. I'm in your walls. That had a had a it had a quality to it for sure. The quality to it. Um, speaking of quality, Carson and I's bands. Um, or they're pretty good. Pretty good, I think. Pretty, I like the bands. Um, Carson's is at Callous Boys on Twitter. Correct. At the Callous Boys on Instagram. Mine is at Bummer Hill ATL on Twitter. At Bummer Hill on Instagram. Uh, the podcast we have a Twitter at the dreaded wheel, um, and I imagine the Patreon is going to be a similar URL. Probably, um, we'll yes. figure it out. Uh, if it's up by the time this episode is out, then I guess we'll just like dub it over or something. Yeah, cool. But we don't know yet. Yeah. Um, as of this recording, but it'll be up yeah. soon. And let's spin this damn ass wheel. All right, we're spinning the wheel. All right, uh, you want to do it this week? I feel like I feel like you've got some energy about you over there. Sure. All right, all right. Let's see if I condemn us to hell. Let's hit it. I missed the button twice, but I got it the third time. It's okay, that's always a good sign, I think. Chicago, Chicago. is so two years ago. That's so two years. Is this ago. our first "Take This to Your Grave" song? Yep. Holy shit. Next, okay. Next time we All have right. a Take This to Your Grave song. Um, 
Tom Bye. Lovejoy is going to be stoked about that. Tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have yeah. a guest next time. Tom Lovejoy. If you liked him, he's back. If you don't like him, he's still he's back. He's still back. <laughs> We're so back. We're so back, baby. Bye. We're Tom back. <laughs>